What up all you beautiful misfits and rejects out there? Thank you for joining me for episode 159 of Misfits and Rejects. In today's episode, I had a very special guest come back on the show, Carly Cheevers from episode two. You might remember her from three and a half years ago. Carly was designing her life in Nicaragua in the small fishing village that I resided in for many years. She was a surf yoga instructor starting a company called Papaya Wellness with her partner, India. And she came back on to share what's been going on with her over the last three and a half years. As life does, it throws many twists and turns into our lifestyles, into what we desire, what we want out of life. And as all of us do, Carly has adapted and now finds herself in Mexico doing the same surf yoga retreat business, but also starting a podcast called The Ocean of Love Podcast, where she's now incorporating her skill set of therapist. She has become a therapist now that is in training and going to start her own practice in Mexico and online where she helps people just deal with that thing that is not always talked about, that internal dialogue, that thing that sometimes holds us back from really achieving what we want in life and and keeps us from becoming that person that we really want to become. So it was really nice to have her back on, tell her story, what's really elapsed over the last three and a half years, and to give you her podcast, the Ocean of Love podcast, which I think is a really cool project she's doing. And she's bringing on all these interesting people who are willing to be transparent with their lives and how they're getting through the hardships in which they encounter through their lives. And she gets to apply her skills now in counseling and therapy that she's gone back to school for. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you're a first-time listener, please pull out that phone and hit the subscribe button. If you like this episode and you wouldn't mind rating it five stars, that would mean the world to me or sharing it with a friend who you think would benefit from hearing this episode. Carly is a really neat lady doing some really cool things, designing her life in a really cool place in the world. And I'm really happy that I get to bring her story to you. And if you want to share it with somebody else, that would be awesome. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Carly Cheevers. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners... A lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today I have a very special guest on Misfits and Rejects, somebody who you might remember from three and a half years ago. She was episode number two, someone who was nice enough to sit down with me at the infancy of Misfits and Rejects and share her story with you all. And I'd like to welcome back Carly Cheevers to the podcast. Carly, welcome back. Hey, Chapin. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so stoked to have you. I mean, you and I have been in contact over the last years. You and I are still business partners in the surf um, game that we do in Nicaragua and Mexico now where you're at. But a lot has changed for you over the last few years. And I'm really happy to bring you back because guess what, audience? Carly has a podcast and it's called the (laughs) Oceans, Oceans of Love podcast. Is that correct, Car? Yeah, that's the name of the podcast, The Ocean, The Ocean of Love. The Ocean of Love, right. And uh, you reached out to me, what, like six months ago when you were having this idea and we kind of chatted about maybe a little bit of the logistics on how to make it work and, and now you have one episode under your belt. Yeah, I just finished my first episode a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I just want to get a couple more under my belt before I go live with the podcast, but I'm really excited about it. And honestly, you made it... Uh, just so easy and accessible to 
dive in and and yeah, you kind of made this mysterious world a lot more palatable for me to explore. So I'm super grateful for that. Well, no, I'm happy to help. And any listener out there who is interested in starting a podcast, please feel free to reach out. I will do or give you as much information as I can and just help you figure it out. And um, Carly is doing her own Oceans of Love. And it's kind of tying into her, I think, what would you call it, one of your biggest life changes, which is you deciding to go back and pursue um, academia, getting a, a graduate degree in therapy. Is that what I remember? Yeah, exactly. I've been studying um, like therapeutic counseling for the past two years, and I'm going into my last year um, starting next month. So I'll graduate at the end of June. And um, yeah, in those studies, I've been doing a lot of my own personal growth, but also um, learning you know, about those kind of deeper, deeper aspects of healing and, and conversation that we can have. And sometimes I feel like are missing when we just float about our, our days with people. And so the impetus for starting a podcast called the ocean of love was creating a platform to just connect with people um, that I find inspiring or kind of have a unique story. And and share on on a real kind of human basis and talk about, you know, our vulnerabilities and challenges and how we overcome them and where we find purpose and and meaning in life. And they're basically conversations that I crave on, on a daily basis and sometimes don't, don't get to have with people. And so it's a, yeah, kind of a selfish excuse to get to dive into those places that I so love to, to be in with people yeah, on a bigger, wider platform. and No, yeah, and, and within yourself, because I know you're a very introspective person, and this um, schooling is making you dive deep and peel back a lot of layers that, um, one, we probably didn't even know were there, or maybe we're even apprehensive to go deep on. Is that kind of the experience you've been having? Completely, yeah. Yeah, and just like you say, once you start peeling back layers, um, you realize a lot of things that you didn't know were there, and also you can't, unknow them so once you <laughs> once you kind of learn then you you're presented with all of these options it's like okay well what am I going to do now that I have this information or how am I going to step into my life differently or make different choices to have a different experience and it's been really nothing but a gift for me and um and I think that's also why I'm, I'm excited to to explore and have those conversations with other other humans kind of on a public forum with the hopes of inspiring that level of healing or creativity or inspiration in, in anyone who listens. So we'll see how it goes, but that's the intention. No, and thank you for doing that. I think it's needed for a lot of people out there. And, you know, you said it's you're studying what conversational therapy. Is that correct? Um, the, the psychology that we're learning there's a there's a couple of different kind of trains of theory but the overall umbrella is transpersonal psychology and so we actually do a lot of like experiential exercises um using gestalt therapy and um a lot of family system stuff but it's basically like gestalt therapy for example is kind of addressing whatever is live and happening in the moment so it's actually a lot less of talk therapy and more um, 
speaking to and feeling and, and being with just what's happening in, in your body and, and kind of connecting those cerebral thoughts to a felt physical sense in the body, for, which I kind of think provides a more integrative experience. So as well as thinking or talking through something, you also bring it back into, into your body and um, have a felt sense too. And for me, that actually helps move through things a lot quicker and, and also have kind of bigger releases. So. Yeah, you um, alluded to kind of once the genie's out of the bottle or Pandora's box has been open, you can't put it back in. And totally. therapy that you're talking about sounds like it is addressing probably some fairly intense emotional moments for people, for yourself, because I know you're having to do this in order to learn, you know, what it's going to be like to uh, navigate with, you know, a client through some of their emotional states. Um, do you want to get real transparent and talk a little bit to the audience about some of the things that uh, are or just the experiences that you're having and, and since you are, you're not able to put it back into the box, how are you moving through those emotional states? Yeah, well, it's definitely been a process. Um, and I definitely would say that it hasn't been comfortable. Um, but I think that that's the point. <laughs> um, for me, it's been a lot. Of, like, I feel like I've come from a kind of a great family, you know, quote unquote, I have a close relationship with my parents and have felt very privileged in my life. And, you know, to be in the place that I am kind of choosing to live my dreams, like already, you know, from that platform, it's like, wow, I'm really fucking lucky. And still there is like pain and trauma from just being a human on the earth. And so for me, my journey has mostly been like, what is my relationship to myself? And um, the big thing for me has been like, wow, like I never feel like I'm good enough. Like I never feel like I'm good enough for anything. You don't belong. Like, you know, nothing measures up. And so um, kind of realizing this space of how I talk to myself or keep myself small um, you know, that's kind of the theme of like the work that I've been meeting in myself and how I carry it through all of my different relationships and my partnership with my husband or in my family or in my work life. And so then all of these different circumstances that arise in my life are just opportunities to be like, all right, well, where are you now? Like, how are you, you know, how, where are you at with yourself? How are you going to, how are you going to step in differently or take care of yourself differently. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know if that summarizes a no. part of my work, but yeah. Yeah, no, beautiful. And thank you for being so open with that. You know, for the audience, Carly's in my introduction in episode two, Carly made one of the most profound quotes within the episode that I had to put in my intro. And it's her saying, you know, I quit the limiting stories. And for me, that just, resonates because you know i definitely have stories about myself my worthiness um me trying to live this lifestyle lifestyle design where i'm traveling trying to make money online and i mean sometimes it's like dude why am i the guy lucky enough to be able to do this when a lot of the countries that i choose to reside in like odds are the people i'm surrounded by aren't ever going to be able to do this you know and you carly have been somebody that i've always admired because when we met in nicaragua i mean you were just typical car like going doing your thing on your own in a small place that has waves but you were determined to make it work for yourself and make a life for yourself design a life for yourself no matter what and you did that 
now you and your husband are in Mexico, kind of having to redesign a life for yourself, and you're commuting to Canada to do this school. What do you have to go, like once a month back to Canada or something? Um, Not quite that often, but definitely every couple of months I've been going back to Vancouver. and Yeah, it's, it's been a commitment for sure. But I'm actually, without the school and all the work that I've been doing, I think this transition moving from Nicaragua to Mexico would have been a lot harder. Um, so I'm really grateful for that anchoring I've had in, in myself and the work I've been doing. It's helped me stay focused and kind of grounded and connected to my purpose while all the external things in my life have changed kind of in an unexpected way. Yeah. And I guess what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is like the big sort of, um, goals that you set for yourself are obviously probably, um, fear. You have maybe a little bit of fear sometimes as you enter these things, but you go head on into it, which I think is such an admirable way to, to live and design your life by pushing through that Mm -hmm. because you come out with, I think such a wonderful perspective of yourself where, it's kind of surprising to hear you talk about you coming to this conclusion like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy when you have these incredible accomplishments already under your belt. Yeah, well, I guess that's the that's like the fascinating thing is I would almost say that I be, like probably most people have that belief system about their self or, you know, a lot of people do. Um, I wouldn't have ever thought that that existed in me either. Um And, you know, and it does, but it's also, you know, the work that I've been doing makes me connected to the truth, which is, that's also not the truth about me or who I really am, but there's that still wounded, you know, part of me that was probably on the playground getting made fun of, or maybe feeling like I never measured up to what my dad wanted for me, you know, all of those things, you know, who knows what they are and in anyone's life, but in my life, some of those are examples. Um, and they kind of stick with you until you do something different with them. And so, yeah, I definitely would say that those beliefs haven't hindered me from chasing my dreams and, and doing what I want to in my life. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, and now I think, you know, as I, on the, in the external world, do all of those things that I love and am passionate about, I have like a much more solid internal connection with myself and a place that I can land within myself, which is like peaceful and content and grounded no matter what comes my way externally. And so that's the shift. It's like whatever happened, what do you know, whatever I'm doing or succeeding at or not succeeding at all of that's going to keep on going. But how am I with myself while all of that is going on and, that's been the biggest shift wow that's awesome congratulations to have that shift because yeah, i think having that foundation is where so many beautiful things can grow from and i think that will enable you to help all your clients and friends and family you know when they do come seeking maybe that conversational therapy that you'll be providing um how is that going to work how are you going to like start looking and finding clients when you do have your degree and you're now in mexico like are you going to have um, a little office that you're going to keep? Is everything going to be done over the phone? Like what's your game plan? Really hoping uh, kind of in theme with your podcast, I'm hoping to keep a lot of my work mobile to kind of maintain the surf lifestyle that I'm so accustomed to. So I'd love to have online clients that I'm doing therapy with over 
you know, over video calls. Um, and then I'm curious to see if I'll be able to start a practice maybe like with a small group of people locally, but I, yeah, I imagine helping people online and, um, you know, that way having clients in Canada and other places in the world will be a lot more accessible. Um, and I also just, yeah, I love being location non-specific in, in my work. I love that freedom. So that's what I'm working towards. Um, and then maybe doing some on the ground kind of nonprofit work with, you know, I'd love to work with young girls and women in Latin America, um, if I can, with empowerment and, and therapy and counseling, especially from, you know, trauma or sexual trauma. So I'd love to see what that looks like in person also. Yeah, I think um, you have taken your life from Nicaragua and moved it to Mexico. And from an American perspective, neither option is great for a female <laughs> um, or even a <laughs> yeah. couple, you know. And I'd love the audience to really understand what it's like on the ground in Mexico where you live from a safety perspective, from a making a living for yourself perspective. So you, we can get like real news rather than fake news that you hear on whatever station you're listening to the news on granted there's dangerous aspects to mexico of course but there's equally as dangerous aspects to south central and south central la you know so can you just talk to us about what's it like on the ground where you're at in mexico and yeah just talk us through that yeah well i'll quickly digress because i was just in winnipeg uh which is where i'm from center of canada it was once the murder capital of canada and i was going for an evening walk downtown in kind of the inner city and I was terrified I had like my keys in my hand the whole time like ready to you know shank somebody because mm -hmm. it felt so unsafe and my friend was laughing at me like dude you come from Mexico like what are you talking about but uh yeah I mean living here is is incredible like you said like anywhere there are dangerous aspects to it but I live in a really small charming coastal community and um, I'm just blown away every day by at just like in Nicaragua by like the the local people that live here and their sense of community and their involvement in community and um, it's yeah it's a super safe super picturesque quaint little place to live it's it's a little piece of paradise um, you what, know, I thought, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just so the audience can maybe look it up, it's what, Narita? Is that where, or San Pancho? Is that where you're residing? Yeah, the state is Nayarit, and the town is San Francisco, or San Pancho for short. Um, I saw a shirt the other day at, like, a vendor on the beach that said, we're on the right side of the wall or something <laughs> like that. But, you know, it's it's true, like, the pace of life here, similar to Nicaragua, is just a little slower and more grounded. People have more time to play together and be on the beach and hang on the streets and chill. And it's hot, so you have to move slow. And, um, yeah, there's a sense of, like, just loving life that I get from a lot of the local people that live here. It's like, such humor and, and happiness and kind of going to the fun of things. It's it's pretty amazing, really. No, yeah. Um, 
Can you talk to the audience a little bit about why you left Nicaragua? I mean, I talked about it in past episodes, but it's been a while, and I think it's important to note the reasons you left so people don't misconstrue your motivation to leave. Yeah, totally. I won't go into a lot of depth about it, but basically there was a, you know, kind of a political uprising last April, I guess of 2018 in Nicaragua, and it changed the you know, the climate for, for everyone there. And we lived in, you included lived in a, like a tourism hub. Um, and there was definitely moments where things got really gnarly. And I know a lot of people and families were very affected and, and hurt by um, the uprising and the repression after that they were, you know, faced with from the government. But from like an outsider's perspective, again, living on the coast, our lives were pretty much unaffected aside from a week or two of maybe not being able to get around the country that well. Um, but ultimately we chose to leave because in this uprising and the news that it got, um, tourism just kind of crashed. And ultimately that's how myself and my husband, Bo were making a living and yeah, it just got really hard, hard to keep going. And so we really, I think we both still have a vision of the life that we want to build. And for me, definitely, and I know for him too, it, it is in Nicaragua when we're painting it out, but it seemed like a good opportunity for us because we're privileged and have passports that are Canadian and American to get out and explore another country and, and different work opportunities. Um, you know, which was a really hard decision to make, but ultimately, like, wow, we're so fucking lucky that we could do that. And we have so many friends, you know, Nicaraguans that are still in Gigante and don't have as many options and are definitely finding it difficult to make ends meet. So that's been a bit of a wild ride, but... I think, too, yeah, it's important to give perspective in the sense that, I mean, yes, you, he, your husband's American, you're Canadian. You could have easily gone back to your countries and started making very good money straight off the bat. Uh, Bo's in real estate. You have skills that are um, going to put you in jobs that where you're making good money, but you chose Mexico. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> to, make, to, to, to give the audience perspective, like, Bo, who's in real estate, isn't going to Mexico and, and selling, you know, houses for like five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. These are million dollar homes, multi million dollar homes in Mexico. So you can imagine, if you're a real estate agent, those kind of commissions in Mexico are great. And you have a surf retreat business, Papaya Wellness. In episode two, you can learn all about that. And you still host retreats there, and you're making great money doing that. So it's like you now are still living in this idyllic sort of environment still making western money just because the tourism isn't dead like it i mean completely died in nicaragua like we were just kind of just like one day we we're doing fine and the next day it's like thanks to the sensationalization of a lot of the incidences that did happen however to be fair yeah. i mean some of them were very unfortunate for the local people and the government down there is definitely not doing cool things to locals but it dried up tourism for everybody and yeah had to shift gears, adapt, pivot, and now you have a great life in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, we're, as you're saying, and I'm like, yeah, holy shit, we're so, we're, we're really lucky. And, like, Bo has an amazing, my husband Bo has an amazing 
skill set. He's, you know, super fluent in English and Spanish. And we were lucky to have um, two friends in San Pancho, Ben and Cassidy. I don't know if you've interviewed them yet on your podcast, Chapin. Um, no, they, uh, they're, they're hard to get on here. They're always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it. And then they just never come. I'm going to get them on though one day. We're going to get them on because they have a great story as well. Yeah, they would be great uh, because they basically create, you know, they're just the ultimate entrepreneurs, have a huge skill set and create businesses everywhere they go that are creative and successful. And so we were lucky that they had already done all of, you know, the groundwork in terms of getting established in a new community and country. Um, and they had opened up a real estate office here in San Pancho, and they had been inviting Bo to come along and work with them for quite some time. And, you know, we weren't interested at the time. We didn't want to leave Nicaragua. And then all of a sudden it was like, holy shit, we have this opportunity, you know, just kind of sitting, sitting in front of us with great friends. And yeah, it's been a great opportunity. The real estate market here in, in Mexico is pretty insane, as you said, and um, I'm so lucky with Papaya Wellness that I'm able just to kind of plop it, plop it down wherever I go. And, and this is a great place to host a retreat. We have, um, yeah, it's kind of the transition, although on some levels it's been challenging, um, you know, and like those big picture schemes of the pieces falling into place, it's been pretty seamless. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we might as well talk a little bit more about Papaya because you don't host just women, but it seems that m the majority of your clientele are women who are interested in surfing and yoga or just yoga. And you host retreats in your small little village um, in beautiful hotels, homes. Can you talk to the audience about like how it works if somebody were to come and participate in one of your retreats? Yeah, basically we host exactly retreats, surf and yoga. We have kind of two different versions. One's more yoga and adventure with some culture here in Mexico, we do Temescal, which is like a sweat lodge, a traditional sweat lodge, and some other kind of cool local practices, um, and then a little bit of surfing, or otherwise, like the retreat I just finished last week was kind of a surf-specific retreat, and so surf every day, do yoga, um, you know, we kind of do all of the planning and and hassle and hustle and get you guys a really beautiful, comfortable place to stay so that, you know, our clients can just come and relax and, and let go and be taken care of. And, you know, in that process, the goal is to allow them to connect to themselves and connect to their passions and, you know, stay rooted in that place. So hopefully when they go home, they can also take that inspiration with them and make necessary changes or shifts. Um, or just come home, you know, a little more rejuvenated and grounded and stoked than when they left. So it's definitely super fun, beautiful work that, uh, yeah, I absolutely love doing. Um, so you have that as your primary income stream right now. You're getting your degree in therapy right now, which will bring another income stream. Are you going to at some point kind of put papaya aside, or will that always be something that you maybe add a new leg to your retreat service where you can maybe incorporate some type of therapy, bring people down who are interested in that and, and run retreats, surf therapy retreats or surf therapy yoga retreat, something like that. Yeah, I, I definitely would love to do that. Um, 
I think that the therapeutic work just goes so well with already like moving your physical body and connection, like connection with nature and kind of all these beautiful retreat elements that we already have. Um, so I think I'll still, I would love to keep some papaya retreats, just like the regular fun froth out retreats that we're already doing, but then also whether it be under the papaya umbrella or something different, start offering retreats where we also have this kind of deeper, juicier therapeutic work or, you know, I've also had the vision of doing something a little more personal, like bringing a couple down that want to work together or a family or kind of a mother and daughter um, and curate like a really specific experience for them. Um, I love the idea of that. So we'll see what happens. You can check in with me um, at the end of next June and see, see where it goes. Is that when school's done? Yeah, I graduate in June. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, the, the options are limitless, and I love how you are designing it with the idea of, you know, maintaining that location independence. So doing the um, video uh, uh, therapy, the phone therapy, so you can, if Mexico is a place that you guys at some point want to move away from, you can, you know, maintain your business and cash flow. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely always been a part of my dream and, and- really excited to be moving, you know, closer to that direction. And then I know you like to talk about the practicalities of all of these things uh, on your podcast. I noticed that I want to give a big shout out to, to Bo, my husband, because while I've been in school and we've transitioned countries, you know, it would have looked a lot different if I was doing it all on my own, like I have done so many times before, but this was kind of the first big move I've made in my life where I also went through it with my partner and he's been, you know, killing it in real estate and working super hard. And um, he's really been helping us to sustain this lifestyle while I finish school and get all of my ducks in a row. And so that's been a huge blessing. Um, And also sometimes a challenge to accept like, holy shit, you know, he's really like floating our boat um, but yeah, it's, it's been cool to work as a team in that way. And I want to acknowledge that a lot of this probably wouldn't be possible right now if it weren't for him. And I hope in the next couple of years, as I start establishing my business, that I'll be able to kind of throw the torch back to him and give him a little bit more space to create also what he's looking for and have a little bit more room to be creative too. So Yeah, I'm excited to get him on the show as well because Bo's done some incredible things. He was in the NGO world prior to getting into real estate and made some tremendously positive changes um, in the Gigante, Nicaragua, where we live for so many years by, with the community. And I'd love to get him on and talk about that experience and, and how life has changed for him as well and how he's designing his life in Mexico with you. But just I'd love to kind of plug oceans of love ocean of love podcast a little bit more so the audience can really get frothed out and excited to hear it so you got episode one in the books and episode one can you just give us a little like sneak peek into what they can expect in episode one all right well in episode one i talked to one of my old dear friends a woman named amy sigveson we met back in our collegiate volleyball days and Since then, she's been on a pretty massive kind of healing journey um, in her own right whilst traveling the world. And 
Yeah, she's just someone who's been more connected to kind of spirit and her intuition than almost anyone I've ever met. And so I really wanted to just talk to her about like how she makes her decisions. She also has moved, you know, to a few different countries and done all of these crazy transitions. And um, we kind of talked a lot about what was guiding her and how she stayed connected to that. And um, yeah, it's a really cool story. Ooh, I love it. I love intuition. We bring that up a lot on the podcast, or I do. And I think it's important for people to become more in touch with intuition and make more decisions intuitively as they navigate through life, as they design their life. And that's rad. So it sounds like that's going to be a huge portion of the conversations. It's not just the the therapy and, and, and what you've learned in school. It's also kind of going a little deeper and trying to bring out of your guests, you know, that in their intuitive nature and, and bring on guests who are extremely intuitive and I guess talented with their intuition. Is that what I'm hearing? Totally. And, and, and having that conversation, like, why, why do you, why did you do that? Like what made you do that? Or what is that driving force in you? Um, you know, so often I see people that inspire me or they're living a life that just looks so radically unique or different. And it's like, what, you know, what gives you the sense of purpose or where did you find that drive to do that? And what does that mean to you? And um, for Amy, it was all about intuition. And maybe I'll start learning that that thread, you know, weaves into, into a lot of the people that I talk to. And I know for myself in my own life, it definitely does to the point where it feels like I don't even have a choice. You know, it's like I have to listen to myself because the alternative would be, you know, dying. <laughs> Absolutely. So I highly recommend the audience go back and also listen to Carly's episode number two to get a feel for Carly. And cause I mean, when she was 18, she went to Morocco by herself, this little surfer guru and just searching, it's always searching. Carly's always searching. So car, if you could talk to the audience right now and talk about, or maybe impart some words of wisdom, some thoughts about how you did it, or if somebody wants to do it, what do they need to think about to take that first step forward and maybe start designing that life that they've always dreamed of? I mean, I think it's just, just trust. Like if you have that calling or that voice in your head, that's like, wow, I really want to do this. Or what if I could do this? Like you said, it's like listening to that or trusting it. And when we start to listen to that and tap into it, we strengthen that voice and strengthen its power. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I truly believe that anything is possible in this world and, and, and yeah, trusting and, and listening and believing in that is the first step. And then also just trying. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is something doesn't work out. And then, you know, what do you learn from that? What do you take from that and move forward? So, um, yeah, I would love to see people just connecting to that inner power and those inner resources and, you know, making changes in their lives and living in a more connected way. And I really feel like the world needs it right now. Like the world needs people that are connected to themselves and connected to each other and to nature and to this force of love that's around us all the time. Um, you know, cause we can see when we're not tapping into that, like pretty, pretty messed up stuff happens all over. And so, um, yeah, I really want to be that force. For, for change and would love to support other people to find that as well. 
I love it. And you already are. So, folks, go in the show notes. Check out Ocean's Ocean of Love podcast. And then I'll have a link to her episode number two. Carly, we love you. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Awesome, Carly. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again and getting updated on the last three and a half years of your life. And good luck with that podcast, folks. If you want to hear it, please go to the show notes. You can check the Oceans of Love podcast. I've put a link in the show notes for you to hear what she's doing with her newfound counseling skills and the people she's bringing on. I think it's really beneficial to the world to have people be that transparent with their lives and how they're getting through it. And there's no person better suited for talking to people, listening, and helping them navigate through some of those those hard times that we all go through. Again, if you're a first-time listener, please pull up that phone at the subscribe button. If you like this episode and wouldn't mind rating it five stars, I would really appreciate that. And if you want to share it with somebody, that would be awesome for me as well. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I think you all are so very beautiful, and I look forward to seeing you in next week's episode. Until next time, ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspires you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to Choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new. To live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.